Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and welcome to Hotel Moments. Uh, I'm Ray Rodriguez, joined with Stephanie here. And uh, Stephanie, you want to introduce yourself? Hi, everyone. Stephanie Ledger with First Rate Hospitality. We are a consulting firm based here in Miami, Florida. Uh, primary, our solutions are with training of the employees and then also to providing service evaluation to elevate the services in the hotel. Perfect, perfect. So uh, today we're going to dive into some uh, nice hot topics here going on in our industry. Uh, everything from the staffing crisis and challenges to how we can you know, recover and make sure that staff uh, or the guest experience and uh, the staff has everything they need in order to provide that top level, a uh, first rate experience. <laughs> um, and uh, really just kind of go on the overall changes you've seen from the industry. Um, so tell us a little bit about your background and uh, what you did uh, prior to uh, starting your own business. Yeah, so a uh, majority of my background comes from Ritz-Carlton in a few properties in Florida and then as well as in New York City. I also, too, uh, worked with a staffing agency providing training for their employees. And also, let's see, what else did I do? And work for Forbes Travel Guide, rating hotels uh, if they were a five-star or a four-star and providing uh, some mystery shopping around the country as well as in China, which was pretty cool. Whoa, all right. Well, that's <laughs> definitely provided some unique uh, experiences there for sure. Oh, yeah. Um, so I guess easy place to start is tell us a little bit about the differences you've seen between uh, properties in the States versus China. Yeah, you know, a lot of it is culture is a lot um, that we see a difference on, especially, you know, in the States, we're very uh personable, um, we're engaging. And then, you know, I would have to say uh, elsewhere, it's more about technical, making sure, okay, I need to hand the key like this. Um, but then, you know, we're used to having some kind of engagement with a conversation with say the front desk, where they would be very more of like, no, I need to make sure I do this, this, and this. And even when doing training as well as, you know, they want to know the, the black and white of how to do everything where we know in hospitality, there's a lot of gray where you never know what that next guest uh, coming to you may ask or what their needs or requests are. Um, and, you know, they're very like, no, this, I want to make sure, okay, if the guest asks me that, they, you know, want to have a um, go see an elephant or, you know, go and, you know, how to have um, a certain kind of uh, sushi or item. And they'll be like, what should my response be? Where it's like, well, you know, you got to ask the questions. And then, you know, what's the way to say no, that's that's yep. not available for them. For sure, for sure. Well, and to that point, it's um, yeah, everything going on nowadays has really uh, brought in a new traveler. So a traveler that may not be as seasoned to uh, different items. So uh, definitely has created that need for you know the industry quite a bit of how do we address and uh, provide this direction to people, especially with everything changing so rapidly on uh, what they can, can't do, and what the best recommendations are. Um, yeah, so... With that, how have you kind of seen uh, on your end, just kind of a broad overall picture of the industry change, um, in your opinion, from, uh, you know, 2019 to where we are nowadays? Yeah, well, you know, especially here uh, in Miami, I mean, we had a stellar uh, last few months with uh, spring breaks or at mm -hmm. hotels 
were at high occupancy. So, you know, it was a little bit different uh, for this uh, season of ours to kind of seeing how it was compared to, you know, say back in 2019. But, you know, especially in the higher end um, luxury market, which was one thing that was unique was, you know, we were making sure for the safety of the employees as well as the, the guests. And we saw, you know, a lot of amenities being cut back. However, the travelers still wanted, you know, their uh, turndown service, their chocolate at the end of the, the night or their uh, stay over, you know, some guests were definitely under, you know, stood the CDC guidelines and the reason why certain mm -hmm. restrictions were in place. But that was, you know, one thing that we kind of saw as a common request is those amenities coming back and, you know, they're still paying that high rate. And, you know, that's also too where we're seeing, you know, a lot more of the market changed into the Airbnb sector, you know, where usually they would stay at a resort for the, the week, but now they're, you know, if a lot of the amenities are being cut back and also too for their safety of the, themselves that they felt more safe, you know, being in a, a house or an Airbnb than, you know, at the hotel. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, and it's presented an interesting change in that um, the, the industry itself is now seeing that shift where people may not necessarily care about the quality of care if that's um, an Airbnb, if you're not getting the same amenities, well, you know, why pay that same rate uh, that you would normally see in a hotel? Uh, so it's been an interesting shift. And to that point, there's been two um, recent news where you have some of the select service, focus service properties who are eliminating breakfast, for example. We're saying, yes. well, you know, breakfast is a, a prime spot where I can save money and save revenue here. Um, if guests aren't really using it, and especially with everything going on right now, people are used to traveling, not receiving it. Um, that's yeah. been an interesting shift in mentality as well. I think uh, Wyndham was one of the ones that announced uh, they're kind of leading that way, leading that charge of changing that mentality of how they operate. How do you yeah. see that um, affecting uh, in the select service area uh, in particular, uh, yeah. the future uh experience? Yeah, and a lot of that too is the consistency for the traveler as well. So they, you know, may have gone to a location, say, in Tampa. And so there was, you know, different options of available for them. You know, they had prepackaged that was with, you know, eggs and toast and cereal and yogurt. And then they would go somewhere, you know, maybe it was, say, North Carolina. For example, and it was with the same brand, but they saw them uh, the offerings for breakfast was very different. So I think that's one thing that the the brands need to to look at in the select service is making sure that they're consistent because you're going to have those travelers that are brand loyal that are when they are getting out to travel that they you know stay so they can collect their points. But now to, they're going to you know be a little thrown off and may not be that loyal because they're not seeing the, the consistency. And it's just, you know, now with the offerings is making sure that, you know, they are being able to have those touch points of the amenities in the in the morning with the breakfast to making sure that the guest is feeling satisfied. Definitely, definitely. Well, and I think that uh, consistency touches on a great point. Um, you know, of course, back from your time there at Forbes, when you did the uh, travel inspections, and you uh, inspected the properties, I'm sure consistency was a big piece of that. How have you seen that? Uh, mentality shift as well, especially to where things are now. Yeah, and it's it, with that, it's the communication, you know, of seeing the general managers and the regional VPs, um, you know, on these different groups and these other, you know, 
uh, LinkedIn, uh, you know, posting and then being able to communicate to to one another to making sure that they're they're sticking together and communicating um, of what they're doing to making sure that it is being consistent. But then you're also too, you're seeing that the, the traveler is the one that, you know, it's the traveler's world where they're the ones that are voicing, you know, they'll be on TripAdvisor or on their different mm -hmm. traveling blogs of saying, I stayed here. This was what was different. This is what I like. This is what I didn't like. And, you know, it's all about making sure that the leadership is acting upon that too. Definitely, definitely. I guess uh, to that same point, what's your uh, some first rate advice you would have for for the listeners there that, um, you know, with that shift, that change, what you've been kind of guiding people now that we're in this new uh, shift of the industry? You know, it's really taking what the, the guest is saying. I mean, I know we have our saying is the guest is always right. But, you know, there's a lot of things that you have to look at it that it is based upon the safety for the employee. Uh, and now we have to look at it, too, with the revenue side. Is this something that we should bring back, you know, a full service breakfast? Um, is the revenue there because we need to look at, you know, how much now of that cost of food are we throwing out and, you know, where our occupancies are, you know, so that's really where it's looking at is using the guest reviews at the same with the, the revenue to making sure and bringing it down the communication to the line level staff, especially to the front desk. There's so many things that are going on in the executive level and decisions that are being made, but making sure that the line level staff is understanding to knowing how they need to communicate to the guests. Because if they tell the guests, I don't know, then the guest is going to be like, oh, these people don't know what's going on, but not knowing that there's a lot going on in the back end of things. I mean, not saying all the trades and secrets and everything to the guests, yeah. but just how to properly communicate the information to the guests. Well, definitely, definitely. And that I think is the, the key there is making sure the team understands, you know, why we're going this direction, why this change is happening. Um, but to that point, too, it doesn't mean that's a permanent change. As you, you know, shared it, the part of that thought process is taking that feedback you get from the guests um, and from the staff uh, you know, alike of how they're hearing uh, different sentiment come back to them and then using that to help tweak things correctly. Because I don't think, um, I mean, I haven't heard of any brand yet that knows this is the way we're going to move forward 100%. This is the, the correct answer. I don't think anybody has that solution anymore. I think we're, we're all kind of juggling balls in the air here saying, what's going to work? Um, and yes. testing that out and uh, seeing what's successful and what fails. Um, yes. What have you... I just wanted to add it also too. it's by, you know, area and market and everything. So, you know, what's working for down here in Florida is completely different. That could be working, say, up in New York or over in, in California and the other uh, major, major cities, you know, because there's other regulations that are going on or also to mm -hmm. different type of guests that they are getting. That's different from, you know, the type of guests that, you know, we may get down here. Yeah, I can't say I'm envious for the brands on that one. You know, to your point, trying to keep that brand consistency where there is that widespread, you know, what can we and can't we do per state um, creates a definitely a level of challenges I'm not envious of uh, on that end. But um, uh, from the partners you have worked with, what's kind of been the general feedback um, or direction they've gone uh, on items like this? Yeah, so, you know, taking in from the the guest feedback, you know, so they may have the guests are saying, you know what, they're fine um, 
with the the breakfast being more lighter options because you know there especially here in Miami where there's so many restaurants as soon as you walk out of the the hotel so they're not really known as having that big breakfast rush in the morning and also to you know with business traveling not happening as frequently now. And that used to be the go-to for your business travelers where you're not seeing that demand there, where you're able to now emphasize and move your uh, revenue amenities over to something else. So we know that they're more by the pool or over into um, the, the gym area or you know something else that you may offer even at nighttime with more of the food and beverage outlets and you know gearing your focus more on to, to that area where you're seeing more of your guests hitting your different amenities. Exactly. Yeah. And that's actually what I was going to touch on and ask is how have you seen that um, shift happen where the properties are still able to provide that high level of service with that shift in amenity now, now that focus being the pool. I mean, naturally, our, our first instinct is making sure we're circling, the, um, getting through the pool area more often. We're getting the pool towels out there. We're making sure that the area is clean, clear of any glassware, anything that's going to cause anybody any damage or harm. And um, mm -hmm. just make sure to keep an extra eye on it. But how else have you seen or have you been recommending to properties to help uh, further increase the guest satisfaction uh, while everything's happening? Well, it's, you know, a lot of it's feeling comfortable with the mask, you know, and then how are you able to uh, present that smile through the the mask and having that engagement with the the guests and, you know, and reading the guests as well. So, you know, there's a lot of guests that they don't want to be with Chatty Cathy um, and, you know, they are still, uh, you know, uh, having their own safety as well and not really wanting to interact. And so, uh, you know, it's more of shifting to that employee engagement and the, also with the customer engagement of them feeling comfortable being able to engage with the guests while having the, the mask or, you know, other uh, PPE uh, equipment mm -hmm. uh, to making sure and being able to even communicate, you know, I'm doing this because these are, you know, the safety guidelines to making sure. Definitely, definitely. Well, and you touched on a great, uh, great piece there as well, which was the employee side of it. Um, what have you kind of seen on the employee side for properties? You know, of course, obviously, again, as we touched on uh, previously was that, you know, we're, we're kind of going through the staffing crisis. We're finding uh, talent to come back into the industry. There's been a big shift of talent leaving the industry from the most senior uh, members of it. So how have you recommended the properties to help keep and retain their talent and um, ensure that they're providing that uh, top level service to their own uh, staff as well? Yeah, so, you know, employee engagement, making sure that the staff are feeling appreciative, you know, that they are working for your property and not wanting to go and work anywhere else because they feel valued as an employee. And then they also, too, you know, are enjoying what they're doing and providing customer service. So, you know, there, yes, there is, you know, the elephant in the room is with the, the staffing and uh, crisis that we're going through. But, you know, 
know, this was something that was like kind of already starting to see in uh, 2019, you know, pre-COVID, where there was a lot of other um, industries that were coming into different uh, cities and providing benefits right off the bat or a higher level of an hourly rate. And so there was more competition, you know, where now they've gathered all their hospitality experience and they're using that elsewhere and going. But now it's now the hotels are trying to see how can they keep that guest and adding those incentives and being competitive in the market against the other uh, industries, you know, it used to be and it's pretty much still is is that you know it'd be after your 90 days is when you start receiving you know full-on benefits and 30 days for for a manager you know but you can go to uh amazon or a you know a different uh place and you can get those right off the the bat and so you know it's really looking at those incentives and it doesn't have to be just about the rates you know 401k and different other things that you can be able to to offer um, for the employee and making sure that, you know, you're engaging with them too. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, the days of uh, saying, well, you get a hotel discount, staying anywhere um, isn't quite enough anymore. Um, no. And actually, um, Florida Atlantic University College of Business, their hospitality and tourism division, of course, just recently released a study that they did. Um, and of course, it touched on a lot of great points, including the fact that, you know, as I was mentioning earlier, that a lot of the um, staff and hospitality have left, and it's really created a um, mentality of a, an industry shift. Um, did you yeah. get a chance to review that by chance as well? Not yet, not yet. Okay, well, definitely good to, to review there and see the study that they completed. But um, what's your thoughts on that when it comes to the overall thought shift mentality here of uh, going from, you know, how do we do more? How do we give more uh, from an industry perspective to be in line with those industries? You know, as you yeah. touched on 401k, health benefits sooner, um, ideas like that. Have you heard of any other uh, inventive ideas from properties um, that they've been doing to try to uh, retain and get more talent? Yeah, I mean, there's a lot, you know, it's been with the sign-on bonus, um, yeah. you know, the hotel's almost competing with each other right, you know, down the, the street of, okay, you know, we're offering 500 and now they found out. So now the, you know, Hotel Down's offering a thousand, you know, and that's, you know, we really want to come to together as a, an industry to, you know, making sure that we're not, you know, going and now throwing each other under the bus and becoming, you know, stealing employees and being competitive. But yes, we are a business that you need to making sure that the guests are taken care of. Mm -hmm. But you know, as far as anything outside of the box, you know, a few things have been with uh, leadership mentoring um, for the, the management. So I think that's a great incentive, especially if you had a, a supervisor that now you have an assistant management uh, position open, that, you know, this is something that would be a great tool for for the leadership side, you know, and then also to even offering it with the line level staff, now taking them to the next um, that. So that's been the one that I really think has been beneficial is offering that that leadership mentoring ship. You know, and a lot of it too is, you know, when you're having 
the line level um, staffing crisis that you're having, and then as well as the management staffing crisis, is because you know with management there's a lot of now roles that have been tied to together. You know, so they may have uh, just been the the sales manager, and you know now they're sales and catering, and also to helping out on operations as well. You know, and so I think that's something that with the hotels, they really need to look at is, you know, how much can you add on to someone's plate before they're going to be like, this isn't worth it. Yeah, no, there's definitely been that. And I know a big piece of that, too, I've been hearing from a lot of people in the industry is that shift to of the more senior roles where you've gone from being a director that now you're an area director and you have multiple hotels you're handling. Um, and how do you really divvy up your time? You know, you had your plate full with one property. Now you're trying to take care of multiple properties. Um, as well as are dealing with a shortage of business in the area. Business travel itself hasn't recovered quite yet to the uh, levels that it was before. So uh, we're depending on leisure travel. Well, you know, sales folks were, other than the Smurf market, we're not typically going to see a whole lot of leisure market travel. So, um, you know, how do you really you know, divvy that up to make sure you're taking care of everybody properly? Um, yeah, to your point, it's a matter of the industry is shifting in a direction where, well, we can save money and uh, be better efficient over here by giving you more to do, uh, but is that more getting done? So how do you balance that? So I think that that definitely is a, a challenge. Um, have you uh, had any tips or tricks for those that are in that position um, that are taking on more and having to do more of how they can best balance all that? Yeah, I mean, you know, it's all about having the honesty and conversations right when you're finding out like this is what's going to be now your new roles and eat from an HR perspective, as well as making sure that you have it on your offer letter, making sure that, okay, now you're going to be overseeing multiple departments instead of just one. Um, and then also, too, of seeing, you know, what added, you know, maybe uh, benefits or incentives are offering, you know, now that you are overseeing multiple departments and laundry is done in house, you know, is dry cleaning now going to be part of it? Um, and seeing if there's other different ways that doesn't cost the hotel more, but then still adding benefits for you being able um, to take on more responsibility. Very good point. Yeah, I say a lot of people I've talked to um, that have had this happen and encountered this, uh, their biggest focus is, well, I you know took on more, but my salary stayed the same. Yeah. Uh, but to your point, did that conversation happen of, hey, here's some other ways we could potentially still get something more out of this where it's, a, you know, still feels like it's a little bit benefit to yourself that you are taking on more and getting more in return. Um, and not just, you know, keeping the, the fact that you just get to keep your job. Um, yeah. That in itself is great. But uh, I mean, there, there's always an opportunity where you'd like to be rewarded for the, the fact that you're taking on more and doing more. So exactly. um, definitely a very good angle to, to keep in mind as well for those that are taking that on. Yeah. And one, um, looking, uh, one thing else I wanted to add yeah. to also when you're going through, you know, your offering is, you know, then seeing it also of adding on and being like, okay, we understand we're still, you know, slowly but uh, surely building up our occupancy. But is now, is this something that we can look three months from now or six months from now to seeing, you know, if there's a different incentive to being able to add on or, you know, something with a, a bonus structure or a, an added um, monetary value, you know, where it's, it can't happen right now as the hotels are reopening, but who, you you know, as summer season for areas that usually this is their peak season, now they can kind of see after summer, is this something now that can be negotiable? 
Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Very good point. Yeah. And it's definitely, you know, right now, a majority of the countries in that slow season starting to ramp back up. Uh, I mean, of course, other than South Beach for spring break, which was crazy busy, uh, you know, uh, otherwise, most of the country is still ramping the ramp up phase. Yeah. Um, but to that point, you know, you're exactly right is, you know, look at the time and say, okay, I know we can't do this now, but if we hit X, Y, Z metrics further, can we look at it then? Um, yeah. It's a great point. Great idea. So definitely something to keep in mind. Um, I did want to pivot real quick back to yeah. kind of uh, our earlier conversation of looking at uh, ways that properties can still continue to provide that top level service and looking at the aspect of um, housekeeping. So you kind of touched on too, is that a lot of people are starting to shift back into housekeeping needs and wants. Um, how do we balance that properly? Um, what is kind of that, that um, training or conversations you've had with properties on um, ensuring that the guest feels like they're taken care of, um, but still protects our staff. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So one thing that, you know, really working um, with my clients and especially in housekeeping is housekeeping safety. So now on the market, there's been so many chemicals that are being introduced from a commercial side. Um, mm -hmm. saying it's all organic. Uh, it's killing, you know, all of the uh, germs and disinfecting. Um, and then we have the, the UV uh, lighting as well for disinfecting as well is, you know, we really need to making sure with our employees as well as our guests that safety, you know, being exposed. A room attendant on average, they're going into about 13, 16, sometimes even more rooms a day. And they're being exposed to, you know, all these new chemicals or UV uh, rays and, you know, just making sure that the employee is being protected because, you know, I'm afraid to say it, but we may see it in five to 10 years of now the exposure to these and then also, you know, what the repercussions uh, were to it. So that's the first thing when it comes to the housekeeping and looking, okay, we're going into here, we're making sure that it's disinfected, the cleanliness is there, but, you know, what are the employees using to getting to that and, you know, make making sure that all the employees have the proper uh, PPE uh, equipment uh, as well. So that's first, you know, making sure of looking at the, the standards. Um, and then also too of looking at, you know, with the, the guest demand of, you know, going into to the guest rooms and once again, communication, you know, saying these are our, our policies. However, you know, if, we you do come across a guest requesting you know this is the proper way and this is our protocol so the housekeeper could be you know cleaning a checkout room and then the guest is sees them down the hall and says oh can you come to to my room to to clean it you know making sure that the staff you know is consistent on their communication of talking and and so, too is what we train is maybe they're not comfortable in communicating to, to the guests. And so what is the procedure of how do you get your floor supervisor or your manager or someone else that can be able to communicate instead of the guests just being like, well, my request went nowhere and no one cares, you know, that I wanted this and I'm paying X amount of money. <laughs> yeah. 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 And that's, that's exactly, you look at uh, a lot of conversations I've had with um, other properties is that, in the reviews they, they talk about is that well you know it was uh people are complaining about why well, i didn't get my room service i didn't get this done that done uh but to your point are we setting that expectation are we uh, making sure that they understand that 
um, you know, because of uh, protection for our employees, we're doing X, Y, and Z, or we're just not servicing your room at all. Or if we're servicing, you can call down and schedule it, um, but you have to be out of your room. We can't be in your room when you're servicing it. Um, things like that, like uh, making sure that that expectations uh, laid out. I, I feel like a majority of travelers that are a little more um, seasoned understand that obviously with things going on, they're not going to service the room. I mean, it's for the best interest for both parties. Yeah. Uh, but there's those that are the newer travelers, right? I feel like they're the ones that are raising their hand more saying, well, I wanted my room cleaned. Um, and it didn't happen. Well, uh, you know, how do we, how do we balance that communication? So definitely yeah. is a, a big key and making sure our team knows how to, to do that as well, or, um, even has a, a way to make sure the guest, uh, uh, a very easy way to communicate that to the guest yeah. on their side. And I think the brands, they did great with their, their marketing, you know, partnering with Lysol or partnering with the Mayo mm -hmm. Clinic and, you know, but now, you know, in the guest eyes, they see all of this marketing, but then when training the employee and housekeeping is, do they understand what the guest has seen on the marketing side? So then if I, as a guest was to come, um, uh, to, you know, uh, the person I was partnering with Lysol, I think it was, Hilton. Um, then, you know, asking the room attendant, oh, do you have Lysol on your card or what are you doing with Lysol or, you know, what are what are the things? And then the guest is going to, you know, show or the employee is going to show their, you know, Ecolab chemical. Uh, so just making sure, you know, that the communication is going there from the marketing down to the department because the guests, that's what they're seeing in the ads and what they're reading about, you know, and making sure that the room attendant is, you know, understanding that as well. Definitely, definitely. Well, and it's it's one of those uh, points too, is that you look at um, some of the GMs I've talked to pointed out that uh, in some ways the cleaning itself hasn't changed. Um, a lot of the things that we did uh, are the same things we do still, but just do it in more frequency. Um, yes. so a lot of the things itself is very much so similar to everything that's always been done. So wiping down the doors, wiping down the mm -hmm. handles, always something housekeeping is always done forever. Yeah. Um, they're just doing it more frequently and they're just being more uh, present about it. So you can see them a bit more. Yeah. Um, so in, in some ways it's changed on that end, but it's just a matter of, you know, to that same point is people realizing that, that there's that safety there. Um, you know, hotels are taking a lot and doing a lot. Um, and, you know, they're one of the ones that have been the most impacted though as well uh, from yeah. everything happening. So the industry itself has really had to change its mentality and thoughts on how, um, more of a, a forward facing uh, to the guest aspect. So, um, and I guess, so we're running towards the end of our time here. <laughs> I did want to see if I know quick. quick time. Yeah. Um, so much. <laughs> um, I was going to say, do you have uh, three kind of uh, big takeaways we could share with uh, everybody? Uh, the takeaway is your the communication with your your team. You know that is going to be the the key that makes you a good hotel to a great hotel is communicating with your entire team and making sure that they're understanding the the guidelines that are in place for your brand or for your individual property. Uh, the other thing I would have to say is employee engagement because, you know, it, it's a, a tough market out there right now. And so you do not want to lose uh, your employees. 
And, you know, third point, third thing that ties into that is also with the engagement from your HR department, you know, making sure that you're talking to your HR department of what the needs are that you need and the type of person that you're looking for, you know, and being able to say, you know what, I can take on this person and I can work with them. Uh, but, you know, having that communication and employee engagement with your HR department. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, employee engagement, it's the internal communication, and really it's that mentorship. And it really comes down to it. it's really making sure that, you know, the staff feels like they're recognized, they're looked after, and they have somebody to go to, um, to really, really sum that up for sure. Uh, well, Stephanie, again, we appreciate you joining us and appreciate the time today and uh, sharing all of this wonderful feedback with everybody. This is going to be definitely a lot of great information for everybody to absorb and um, you know, to your point, with everything going on right now, we need to focus internally. Um, how can we help our staff internally? So definitely some great ideas, great feedback, and uh, great ways to help uh, make sure we're maximizing, I guess, experience as well. Um, so definitely, thank you again for the time. Um, and uh, definitely appreciate you joining us. Yes, thank you. Thank you for having me. This was great. Excellent. Thanks so much. <laughs>